This is Wellness Wednesday from The Current. I'm Jill Riley. It is time for another installment of Wellness Wednesday. And today's topic, we're going to be talking about sleep. And I have an expert on the line. Dr. Michael Howell is a return guest to Wellness Wednesday. We talked, uh, oh, almost about a year ago. Dr. Howell is a neurologist dedicated to improving brain health and performance through better sleep perfect guest for today. He's the Vice Chair for Education and Faculty Affairs in the Department of Neurology at the U of M Medical School and Medical Director of the M Health Fairview Sleep Performance Training for Athletes program. Dr. Howell, how are you? I'm great. Thanks for having me back. How are you sleeping? Uh, I sleep pretty good. Yeah. Uh, I do put quite a bit of effort into it, as my, uh, as my teenage daughters will attest. Sure. <laughs> How are they doing with it? Oh, that's always hard to make a teenager uh, go to sleep, I guess. <laughs> they sleep well. They uh, could do with uh, a lot less of their father giving them advice, though. Sure, sure. Well, you know what? We talked pretty early in this global pandemic, and I think there was just kind of this moment where we didn't know how long the yeah. pandemic was going to last. There were so many unknowns. And I was just talking to a number of people who had been maybe having some trouble sleeping because of the anxiety over the pandemic. But um, here we are a year later. Um, wh- what do you see as the most common sleep challenges now that we're a year into this pandemic? Well, I think what's really challenging is the transition back to normalcy, if that is going to happen. I think mm. people are starting to do that. They're starting to go back to school. They're starting to go back to work at relatively conventional times. And for many individuals, uh, that is really causing them quite a bit of um, stress as they try to switch to waking up for uh, conventional conventional hours. They have uh, they may have trouble falling asleep at 10, 11 o'clock at night. And then once they got to wake up at 6 o'clock in the morning, that can be quite troublesome. I go through that every Sunday night when mm-hmm. it's time to wake up early for my morning show. Um, but the question is, I guess, you know, we talk about good sleep, you know, or bad sleep, but what does good sleep look like? I mean, how can good sleep have a positive impact on our lives? Good, healthy sleep is you fall asleep at night without too without too much trouble, without too much effort. You may wake up a couple times in the middle of the night. That's normal. Uh, but when you get out of bed in the morning, you are done sleeping. You're refreshed. You couldn't sleep any longer, even if I paid you $10,000. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you're able to function throughout the course of the day, alert, awake, even in boring situations, boring meetings, classes, Zoom calls, God help us. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're, you're able to stay awake and alert during those with the with the exception of maybe, you know, middle of the afternoon when we would naturally take our little nap. We can do all of that without any caffeine or stimulated beverage. That's what good, healthy sleep would look like. But in addition to that, good, healthy sleep will help your brain function, help you perform better during the day, helps athletes perform better. You can see it clearly in terms of their reaction times and they make fewer errors, but that applies to all of us. But also improved mood, less anxiety, long-term health, decreased um, cardiovascular risks and dementia, cancer, all those things that we would like everybody to have uh, less of. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I have some work to do on the good sleep because you know what, Dr. Howell, I can tell there are signs it starts to kind of come out in different ways when I'm not getting good sleep. What is actually happening to my body or my mind if I'm neglecting sleep? 
you're slower. Mm -hmm. Um, You're more likely to make split-second wrong decisions, whether or not that is um, just an instinctive decision to purchase something possibly, Uh, whether or not it's while driving, um, you're more likely to make an error while driving. We're also quicker to temper. Um, Our moods are worse off. We uh, are more likely to see uh, the worse in people, uh, unfortunately, and all of us, myself included, are uh, prone to this if we don't get good, healthy sleep. Uh, and then the long-term health consequences as well. Yeah, I think listeners of The Current's Morning Show maybe have been able to tell at times when I haven't had proper sleep because there will be simple vocabulary words that I can't come up with on the spot. Um, but, you know, we talked a little bit about common sleep challenges during the pandemic and really, you know, kind of shifting back into what we call normalcy or getting back into the habit of of our regular lives. But I wonder, are there other issues at play here? I mean, do you talk to people who are affected by anxiety or, you know, stress is causing them to lose sleep? Is that still part of it? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's it's and the and the greatest challenge is, you know, we all go through stresses at different points of our life. And most and most likely you're not going to sleep well if a family member is going through uh, a horrible medical situation or a breakup, a divorce, job loss, loss of a parent. We're, we're not going to sleep well during those circumstances. However, the real key is, is that once that stress passes and you get back to some sort of normal life, you should still be able to sleep well. Mm-hmm. And so the, the, what we really worry about is not letting an acute sleep problem turn into a chronic one. So the recommendations for the amount of sleep that we're getting, can you kind of bring me up to speed on that? Yeah, I, I guess I would say for adults, you'd say seven hours. But I think that misses the more important point, which is it's less important the amount you're getting than the timing of it. And mm. what I mean by that is, is your body has a natural 24-hour rhythm, and different individuals will naturally sleep, fall asleep and wake up at different times of the day. You have night owls who would naturally fall asleep later and wake up later, early birds who do the opposite, and everything in between. All of us have a natural rhythm. It's as much a part of us as our height and our eye color. And first understand what each person's individual sleep rhythm is, and then try to do your best to sleep at that time if that's not possible because you have to get up in the morning to host a radio show Mm -hmm. or go to school or go to work. Then work on your circadian rhythm with strategies to move it so you're maybe a little bit less tendency to be a night owl Uh, over time so you can fall asleep earlier and wake up earlier. Gosh, I feel like I've been fighting my body's rhythm since I graduated high school. It's been many years. I'm talking with a sleep expert this morning, Dr. Michael Howell. And so, okay, let's say that I'm not a great sleeper. There's somebody listening right now. It's a challenge, you know, just not getting that quality, great sleep. What are some steps that people can take to improve? First step is just to understand yourself. So, Jill, exactly as you just kind of developed, you know, a little bit of insight in regards to, boy, this has been kind of my own natural rhythm. Understand that that's an intrinsic trait. There's nothing wrong about it. It's just kind of who you are. Uh, And then if you, for example, if you are a bit of natural tendency to be a night owl, uh, but you, because of work or school, you have to wake up earlier, uh, start focusing on the morning. Bright light, first thing in the morning, consistent wake-up times, or as best as you can make it, and get some sunlight, um, or if it's not plausible because you live in Minnesota, in the winter, for example, get uh, bright light from a 10,000 Lux light box. These are the same sort of light boxes people with seasonal affective disorder use. 
Uh, and then just, you know, the other healthy lifestyle choices, uh, try to make uh, good food choices, minimize uh, alcohol and caffeine, particularly in the evening. What is a good time to cut off the caffeine? At least six hours before bedtime. Okay. So I guess I'd say three o'clock in that situation, but everyone's different. So if you still have trouble falling asleep, try to cut it back to noon uh, or cut it back to just one cup when you wake up in the morning. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> Oh, I'll give that a try. I have a question. Um, Because of the hours that I work, and there are plenty of early risers that listen to this show, is it okay to nap in the afternoon? 100%. Okay. Yeah. Human beings are natural nappers. That's one of the things we uh, help train athletes. Any athlete who has to perform in the evening, if you're going to be an elite athlete, if you're going to be an Olympic athlete or a professional athlete, you got to learn how to nap well because you'll perform better if you do so. And that that applies to all of us uh, who just want to perform better uh, in the evening. How about for folks that lay down at night and find that they're just wide-eyed, staring at the ceiling. I mean, what do you do? Do you just lay there and hope that it happens? Thanks, Jill. That's a very important question. Uh That's the most common sleep problem is just you lay down and uh, the magic just doesn't happen. What's important to know is stop trying. Don't try to fall asleep. You can think yourself asleep about as well as you can think yourself hungry. It either is going to happen or it's not going to happen. But you can make it worse by trying to force your brain to fall asleep. You'll start ruminating about all the various tasks you have to do tomorrow. Nobody ever laid awake in a dark room trying to sleep and thought about how great their life is. That's mm-hmm. just That just doesn't happen. Get up, go do something enjoyable. It can't be work. Don't take on a task. Just do something that's enjoyable and relaxing to you. Preferably not on a screen and preferably in dim lighting. Be mindful when you start getting sleepy, go back to bed. Okay, good advice there. From our go-to sleep expert, Dr. Michael Howell, joining us for another edition of Wellness Wednesday. Well, I appreciate uh, the check-in and these tips, and boy, let's just hope we can improve our sleep as, you know, we're still kind of playing the waiting game for this pandemic to end. Great. Thank you, Jill. Thanks for listening to Wellness Wednesday from The Current. I'm Jill Riley. Our producer is Anna Weggel, and our digital producer is Jay Gabler. Our theme music is a portion of the song FB1 Number 2 by Christian Bjorklund under the non-commercial Sharealike 3.0 international license. Head to thecurrent.org for more wellness content and great music.